This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky, and as always, I'm joined by Nick Horwat in a dashing uniform today. And you know what? I feel like it means a little bit more to wear that uniform today. I don't know why, but we'll we'll discuss it a little bit here. But the Pittsburgh Penguins, as the calendar turns to December, they're in a lot better standing than they were when it turned to November. I'll say that. They were in dead last in the division on November 1st. Here we sit at December 1st, and they're sitting in fourth place. Not a bad month for the Pittsburgh Penguins as it goes. Not bad at all, especially considering how the end, how like the middle of November, mm-hmm. wherever we looked like god awful. Beginning even, yeah. To, since, since how that went, yeah, things look mm-hmm. a lot better now. Things are going to look a lot better on the ice style-wise. And you know what? There's not, not much to be complaining about in uh, Penguins country because it ain't Steelers country anymore. Yeah, when you're comparing the Pittsburgh Penguins' status right now to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Penguins fans should be elated. But if you're just comparing the Pittsburgh Penguins' status to their performance on Monday, you should not be. It was a really bad game. The Penguins lose 2-1 to one in a shootout against the Calgary Flames. Now, the two things that I will say, on the contrary, positive about this game, were they were able to come back and finally get a point, and... They're playing a good Calgary Flames team. I mean, the Flames played exactly the way the Calgary Flames want to play. So, in that essence, you lost to a good team, but at the same time, boy, did the Pittsburgh Penguins, if your name wasn't Tristan Jari, you looked bad in that game. Okay, see, I didn't actually see the game. I was forgot it was on at 9, slipped my mind, was showing Megan the Beatles documentary. So I missed everything but the shootout, the overtime of the shootout. So I thought, hey, we got one to, we got a one-to-one overtime against uh, a very hot Jacob Markstrom. I will take this. Mm-hmm. Don't know all the details of the game. So I guess people were not happy with the game. People were not happy with the game. Um, still, I think for how good the Flames are and for the fact that they shut us out last time, we were able to pull at least a point and make it to a shootout, a seven-round shootout at that. Um yeah, Tristan Jari, clearly the leader of that game, and it's not the worst start to the road trip ever. It's not a great start either, though. I mean, the, if you look at the way they played, yes, they did get the point. Yes, they did finally beat Jacob Markstrom after being shut out for five straight periods by the guy. But if you look at the entirety of the game, the way they played, and we'll, we have Mike Sullivan's quote here from a Josh Yoey question coming up a little later. He wasn't happy, and for good reason. I mean, even down to the shootout, nobody was scoring goals. Literally. Seven rounds, we had one goal. So that even wasn't on Tristan Jari, which is where it has been most of the time this season. So uh, there's not much good to take from that game against the Calgary Flames, except the fact they got a point, except for the fact that Tristan Jari continues to shine. He made 31 saves on 32 shots. And that doesn't even tell the whole story because some of the opportunities that the Flames were able to get on him. I mean, I know Johnny Gaudreau hit the post once and hit the crossbar another time. But some of the opportunities that he saved was just absolutely stand on his head. Ten bell saves that he was able to make. So 
Luckily, the goaltender stays hot for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the rest of the team, they need to get their feet under them a little bit more. Okay, I understand that, and it, that makes total sense. I mean, it's, you don't want your goalie standing on his skull every game. Yeah. If, if he's able to do that, great, but you want to make sure he is – well protected in front of him and has the support he needs of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that. Like I said, I didn't see any of it. I did hear on the broadcast of the stream I was watching for the overtime that the announcers were talking about how many um, standout saves Jari was picking up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're making sprawling saves, something is going wrong in front of you. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this is a Daryl Sutter coach team, and they played a complete and utter Daryl Sutter game. So while I say it's not a great way to start the road trip, you can really turn the tide around. I We haven't seen the game, but as this comes out, people will have seen the game between the Penguins and the Oilers. So this might all be a moot point, so I'm not going to get too harsh on the Pittsburgh Penguins for the way they played in Monday's game. But one last thing that I did want to say about it before we get into Mike Sullivan's comments. Uh, one last thing that I did want to say about it is Jake Gensel gets the power play goal. One, nice to see a power play goal by the Pittsburgh Penguins. They got only one opportunity in this game, and they were able to take advantage and score the only goal of this game. And secondly, Jake Gensel scoring the goal means that his point streak is up to 10 games. Fourth player in the NHL to do that this season. I didn't realize it was that high. That's impressive. Um, he was one of the players that got off to the slow start. We wanted to see perform at a higher pace, perform better, and he's turned it around. Kapanen was another one that he... Seemed to be back on pace, but um, hasn't had the same sort of luster. He's still kicking around a couple of points, but uh, Gensel picking up his t- 10 in a row. That's not easy, man. No. That's that's impressive, that's, and that's what we expected from him. So hmm. good to see him back on the right path and keeping his team in games. I mean, thankfully, like we said, Jari was able to stand on his head. Thanks to a goal from Jake Gensel, we were able to – you know, collect a point and make it not the worst start. And that one point is also the difference right now between the Penguins sitting in fourth place at the start of the month and the Penguins sitting in fifth place. That one point etched them up over the Columbus Blue Jackets for sole possession of fourth place in the Metro Division. Now, I do want to talk, we've talked about the fact that it was pretty much an abysmal performance by everybody not named Jari. And really, the head coach, Mike Sullivan, agrees. Have you seen this quote? Have you seen this video? I saw it getting talked about. Um, okay. I don't know all the details to it, though, so I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, this is a 19-second clip from Josh Yoey on Twitter from the questions he was asking Mike Sullivan after Monday night's loss to the Calgary Flames. Mike, other than your goaltender's performance, is it difficult to find anything that you're real pleased with this evening? Yes. Any explanation for that? No. Love. Oh, my gosh. Lovely. Okay, so Mike Sullivan's usually pretty good with the media, and he's usually pretty good with questions from Josh. Yoey, the fact that back-to-back one-word answers, what did I miss in this game? Yeah, it, was, it was that bad. Yeah. Because, like, we could get blown out, you know, or lose to Ottawa six to whatever, and Mike Sullivan's still giving more than one-word answers. Mm-hmm. Wow, I... Made a mistake by not watching this game, clearly. Um, yeah, no, but I feel like now that like I knew that people weren't happy with the game. I did see that Mike Sullivan was a little sour. But I still came into this recording with, with you thinking, hey, we got a point against a very good team. I'm not totally mad about it. 
Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing everyone a disservice by not watching that game because I feel like now I should be a little more angry. Uh, regardless, I sure I would still try and look at the bright side of things anyway, and that is, hey, we got a point against a very good goalie and a very good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jari has turned his shootout situation around by going seven rounds, and damn. Okay, what are your thoughts on everything then? <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it was a bad game, and I think I, I've I've mentioned that for the past eight minutes. It was it was a really bad game. If your name was not Tristan Jari, I mean that the whole team. It was down to Crosby, down to the Gensel. Literally, the only goal they scored was I think it was what twelve seconds into the power play, and that was a deflection by Gensel in midair in front of the net, and then it hit off of a defenseman's skate. So they even needed a little bit of help there to get the goal. So. Hopefully they turn it around on Wednesday night. Uh, We obviously don't know the outcome of that game when this podcast comes out. So everything might have been turned around. But as of the way they started the road trip, it was not a good sign. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. I mean, for what it is worth, come the end of the road trip, let's let's say we beat Edmonton because we have a nag for doing that despite how good they may be at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say we walk out of this road trip – you know, only missing that one point. Do we then call it a successful road trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you if you if you go with a five game road trip and snag nine out of ten potential points, that's still successful, regardless of how you played in game one. So let's say we only take one other loss, and it's a regulation loss, and it's what would that be? Seven, seven. out of ten. Yeah, that would be seven out of ten, and you're still pretty happy about that. Especially, you know, I, there is a caveat, and it is an excuse. That the fact that this was the Penguins' third game in four days plus a cross-country road uh, flight. So there is that caveat that people are saying, but it sounds a little like an excuse. I understand that they might be tired, but the level of play that they had, that you can't excuse that much poor poor efforts. And that's totally fair. I just um, uh, It's something to be angry about in the moment, for sure. Mm-hmm. But in hockey, is much like life. I mean, the next day you move on, you try and build from what you've learned. Like I said, that's why at the end of the road trip, you hope to have learned from it and you can look back and say, hey, seven, maybe nine points. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, that doesn't seem too terrible. You're mad at it in the moment. You want to grow from it, grow on it from there. But now it's just about building the momentum off of the game in Edmonton, Mm -hmm. game in Vancouver, game in Seattle. Always looking forward to the future, to the next game and wanting to win that one and build off of what we learned and making it a successful road trip yeah so far i mean like i said so far on paper an overtime loss to a very good team is not terrible it is when you look deeper into it that you see the details of how bad it was but like i said we come out with a good road trip we we don't discuss that game again really Mm -hmm. so the pittsburgh penguins they lose in that shootout let's move on from that game talk a little bit about what happened earlier in the day and that was the fact that Evgeny Malkin joined the team in practice with a non-contact jersey. Now, on our last episode, I reported that he was not traveling with the team here, so we have at least two weeks where we know for a fact that he's not going to be there. But I was incorrect. I don't think I saw anything. I'm not sure anything was posted about him being with the team prior to that episode coming out. But I will uh, correct myself here and say Evgeny Malkin is with the team in Western Canada. He is practicing with the team. He is in obviously great spirits. And all intents and purposes, it's another step on his road back. He's still not close. Brian Burke had a uh, 
had an interview with somebody, I don't remember who, but he said about 20 times, he's still not close. So don't expect him back anytime in the near future. But again, a nice sign to see him back with his teammates. Yeah, I, I think even whenever it was first uh, mentioned that he was traveling with the team, it was kind of stated like, hey, he's not, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to play during this road trip, but he's with the team and mm-hmm. getting up to speed and getting in his reps. And I, was it the same interview that that photo was going around of Burke just not smiling during the interview? Uh, I don't think it was the same interview. I think it was a separate one. Oh, still, Burke just death glares. <laughs> yes. Death glares. You would think somebody that was in the media for long enough would actually enjoy media. Death glares. Yes. We love having Brian Burke around this team. Well, I, I should have clipped that and shown it to yourself 10 months ago and see if you believe the same exact thing. Because both of us were, I don't know, we were less than stellar with our happiness about him coming to the Penguins. I don't think we were that upset about it, but we were kind of confused, I think. I We were confused by it. That's what it was. I think we wanted more or less to know that he wasn't going to be the one making the direct decisions. We wanted that to be Hextall mm-hmm. for sure, which it is. We've you know, kind of seen that the direct decision-making with this team is Hextall first, whereas Brian Burke does do, does oversee things and does sign off on things, but they're more or less Burke making the hockey decisions, or uh, Hextall making the hockey decisions. Yeah. So on Wednesday, let's get to this because it's a very fun topic of conversation. On Wednesday morning, the Pittsburgh Penguins... Well, yeah, Spotify rap came out, which if you use Spotify to listen to our podcast, thank you so much. Make sure you hit the download button so we know you're there. But on Wednesday also, on Twitter, the Pittsburgh Penguins unveiled their new third jerseys, which phrasing is very important there because last year we had the reverse retro, which was the Pittsburgh diagonal in white. But the reverse retro jerseys were not a third, which means they were only going to be worn last year. These are now the Pittsburgh Penguins third jerseys, which means they're going to be using them for more than just this season they unveil a return of the black diagonal Pittsburgh jerseys. Of course, the Snoop Dogg gin and juice jerseys, as most people know them by. Horwat, you got one on right now. Obviously, the older version. The only difference mainly is the shoulder patches. is not the Robo Pen, but the Pittsburgh Penguins without the triangle logo. And <laughs> I know you're not happy about that, but uh, the Penguins will be debuting these jerseys on December 11th. Coincidentally, the same day that they will go on sale at Penn's Gear. And online. And that game will be a home game against the Anaheim Ducks. The Penguins will also wear those jerseys 11 more times this regular season. And as I mentioned, their third jerseys, not reverse retro or anything special like that. So we can expect them back next season as well. Thank God they killed the yellow with fire. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They killed it with literal fire. This is a great uniform. It's, mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, the, the reverse retro last year was cool. I kind of like the idea of it being this but white in a way version of what um, was made. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is what everyone was asking for. It's, it's a cool, it's a cool sweater. And who cares if it is, you know, a Rangers knockoff acts like eight other teams in the league haven't done this exact thing. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. It's fun. And it's exactly what people have been asking for. Sure. It's not the robo pen, but I, from what I can remember, isn't there like, uh, trademark issues is that's why we can't get it back uh i'm not exactly sure why the penguins can't bring that back i mean everybody on twitter wants them to bring it back but I'm, the way i'm going to respond to that is nobody's ever happy with it be happy that we have this 
Oh, yeah, there will always be the group that are not pleased. I'm just trying to remember that athletic article that was written about the RoboPen, and I thought they said there was trademarking issues, and that's kind of why they can't get it back. But so be it, regardless. Um, regardless, what we have here is awesome. It's And it's exactly what it was before, almost to the T, except for the shoulder logo and the Adidas logo. Yeah. So um, this is exactly what we've been waiting for and wanted. Yeah, I think we're both on this podcast very happy to see the return of the Black Diagonals. Uh, I was kind of upset that they only wore the white ones for one season, but I understand that. I guess that's the rules of the uh, the reverse retro. I guess it seemed like kind of like a money grab last year, which makes sense because they were absent a lot of revenue. So uh, it made sense to bring out those. And now a new third jersey. We saw the Devils unveil a new third jersey that's completely different for them. But the Penguins, they go back to old reliable. And for the first time since 1992, we'll be wearing the dark Pittsburgh diagonals. So it's it's an exciting time. I'm excited to see it. And uh, I'm checking my bank account and trying to make some uh, financial wizardry happen to see where it's available. And it, there's no space available for me to buy this jersey right now. I am shit out of luck for a little while now since, again, I'm recording on my phone. My laptop is currently at a factory getting worked on. Yeah. So I'm... And, Sorry to everyone who wanted a Christmas gift from me this year. I am SOL for the next month, I think. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So. But uh, no, it's exciting. I'm excited to watch them debut against the Anaheim Ducks on December 11th. So keep that date circled if you're excited to see these back on the ice as well. And if you want to buy one, because like I said, it goes on sale at Penn's Gear and online on December 11th. But we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to talk about the Penguins at the quarter mark of the season because we are. A little past 25% of the way through the 2021-22 regular season. We'll talk about that after the break. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. The Pittsburgh Penguins are a little bit past the 25% mark of the NHL regular season. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, after the first month, they sat in dead last in the Metro. After the second month, though, sitting in fourth, much improved by the Pittsburgh Penguins, especially when you think of the fact that the top two teams in this division are also two of the top teams in the NHL. I think they're the top three in standings in the NHL. So the Penguins climbing back into the race here 
at the quarter mark of the season. Their record, let me double check here because I wrote these notes down prior to Monday. So I believe they're 10-7-5 and five as of right now. Let me double check that really quickly before we go any further. Mm-hmm. Yes, 10-7-5 for the Pittsburgh Penguins. 25 standings points puts them in fourth in the Metropolitan Division and in first place in the wild card standings, which is, I mean, hey, right now at the at the quarter mark, where do you want to be? I want to be in the playoff spot. Yep, we're getting to that point of the season where it is the teams that are holding playoff spots will be in there. Mm-hmm. Teams who are out will be out, and the bubble teams can still fight for it. But we're getting to that point, and we want to be above the basically above the Mendoza line. Yeah. So um, as we hit the quarter mark, yeah, absolutely. It's we're we are where we want to be, especially for the the I don't know how to put the injured and inconsistent start start to the year we had personnel wise. We have found ways to win, and that has been the important thing. We've gotten the success from unlikely people and somehow one of those unlikely people has continued to last yeah so yeah we are at exactly where we want to be i mean yeah we would like to be better but for what it's worth and for what we were getting going in no crosby mm-hmm. no malkin we didn't know what we were going to get from jari mm-hmm. then you throw in a covid situation yeah all of a sudden we'll take where we're at it's an enjoyable spot for now we're winning again too that's the fun part yeah. I mean, if you look at this team, there was a point this season where, and it was I was reminded by watching In the Room the last time that came out, I think it was last weekend, but there was a point where this team was missing their top three centers. Crosby, Malkin, and Jeff Carter were all out at the same time. I mean, we were missing our number one defenseman, Chris Letang. Every defenseman, I believe, minus John Marino, knock on wood, has missed time due to either injury or COVID this season. Also, I mean, I think two-thirds of our forward lineup as well, so... I haven't even looked at who's still available for the Iron Penguin Award. It's a very low number as of right now. But um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, through all those issues, have started to come out the other end. And minus their game on Monday, has had a really good stretch here of a play where they've lost games, yeah, sure. But they've played relatively stellar hockey for the past two and a half weeks. They have. They have. It's... Like I said, it's been fun to watch. We've been beating good teams. We've been beating bad teams. We've been collecting wins, and that's the important part. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to remember who, some of the teams we played. I have the schedule right here. Sure, we lost to Montreal, but we were in that one to the bitter end, really. Yeah, and that was also, you know, Jake Allen. The Casey the Smith game, Jake Allen standing on his head. We got goalied. We also mm-hmm. got goalied against the Islanders and still won. Mm-hmm. So it's an impressive little month we went on i mean yeah it wasn't the greatest started pretty slow but again we beat toronto we beat Win- winnipeg and those are important wins and sure we're beating the bad teams montreal vancouver <sighs> but mm-hmm. it's as long as we're collecting points and able to stay up in the playoff race i don't care who the team is i don't care if they're good or bad as long as we're winning and collecting points mm-hmm. i don't care how good or bad our player statistics look because this is a team this year that's not going to have the standout point scorer or goal scorer. It's not. Not this year. Everyone's looking at around the league for those players. So when we just need to get the help from everyone, and that's exactly what we're getting. Um, leading scorer this season for the Pittsburgh Penguins is Jake Gensel. We expected it to be there. 
with Malkin out, especially with Crosby out for the amount of times he's been out. We expected Jake Gensel to be the guy that's up there, and that's where he is. Uh, nine goals leads the team in goals. 19 points leads the team in points as well. Just a hair under a point per game for him. After a slow start, like we mentioned, he's on a 10-game point streak right now. He's on a heater, playing really well. And honestly, if you look at some of the possession statistics that he has, he's playing extremely well right now. Uh, Sidney Crosby, on the other hand, he struggled to get off the bat, but now you see that three-point game against the Montreal Canadiens. He picks up a primary assist on Monday's loss to the Calgary Flames. Not as bad as you would expect. Yeah, now as 10 games played, seven points. So he's starting to come around, and if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's what you like to see. The captain is starting to play a little bit more the way we're expecting him to play, being Sidney Crosby. Yeah, that's exactly right. And... Mm -hmm. That goal was a power play goal. It's another thing that needed to be turned around. Mm -hmm. Is that starting to pick its pace up a little? Because that's their second or third power play goal in uh, four or five games. Something decent like that. Yeah, the power play is still one of the worst in the NHL. But there's going to be a, you're going to need to go on a pretty decent run to to dig it out of the hole that they uh, they put it in to start the season. That's for sure. That's fair. But uh, anything counts there. Exactly. It's still nice to see that they got a power play goal on Monday. They were, I believe, one for one on the power play because there were not many penalties taken in that game as well. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, first quarter of the season, not much to say about this. He's missed the entirety of the first quarter of the season. Like we mentioned in the first segment, he is on his way back, starting to skate with the team in a no-contact jersey. So you would imagine the next step for him is to get that full contact jersey and get a couple of practices in. But that could still be several weeks into the future. We just do not know. Yeah, it's that's going to take some time. We still have to let that simmer, and every step counts, though, in an mm -hmm. injury like this. Literally, every step counts. Yeah, and at this point, at least we see him out with practice, which means we can also monitor. I mean, as in we, I mean a lot of the people that are at access at all the practices that travel with the team. There's videos, there's pictures, there's more to talk about with Evgeny Malkin because he is in front of the media, in front of the public eye more so than he was in the previous step of this rehab process. Yeah, closer. It's every day is a closer day. Last thing I wanted to mention here, talking about the first quarter of the year, is the goaltending. Obviously, goaltending was a huge question mark coming into this year. There were a lot of people that said, burn it down, start fresh. Basically what the Carolina Hurricanes were able to do. They burn it down, sent out three goaltenders that were all NHL caliber and brought in two different ones. And it's so far, it's worked out pretty well. Freddie Anderson has had a pretty good start to the season. But in Pittsburgh, that's not the, the course that Ron Hextall and Brian Burke went. They said, you know what? We're trusting what we have. They brought in Louis Domingue, who we have yet to see play in a game, in a regular season game, I should say. And they've gone with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. Now, DeSmith, we talked about last episode. Is there an issue at backup goaltender? A lot of people are saying, you know, let's give him a chance here. He hasn't had the chance to really get his feet underneath him, but that's the that's the gig. That's the backup goalie gig. You don't really have many chances to get your feet underneath you. No, you don't. A lot of people, a lot of people may be saying give him his chance, but a lot more are saying that's enough of that because backup goalie is a position that, I said this last time, you filter in and out fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have a guy stick around in that spot for super long. And maybe just his time is up. That's all it is. We just fresh legs, especially in the backup position. Um, again, yeah, you're the backup. You're not supposed to be getting all of the wins. But damn it, one or two would be nice. Yeah. Especially when they're important. I don't – he's got what? An overtime loss too and that's it? That's the only point he's collected for us this year? Yeah, he's 0-3-1. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's four games, but hey, let's say you win that overtime loss. Let's say you pick up another one. You're two and two, and we feel a lot better about you. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's also the underlying numbers with him that just aren't pretty. Yep. The one other thing to consider about Casey DeSmith, he hasn't got a lot of time, mainly because Tristan Jari's been as good as he has been, and we'll talk about him in a second, but also because the Penguins' schedule hasn't needed a backup goaltender. They've had a lot of games where there's, all right, there's a good amount of rest in between. They've had a couple stretches of three games in four days, and DeSmith has gotten in there one game. Now, here's the thing. They also haven't played a lot of back-to-backs. They haven't. That's going to start picking up here in December. They have a couple, and then in January, they have a couple more. So we're going to start to see Casey DeSmith a little bit more. Hopefully, then he can get his feet underneath them, as people are saying he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to Jari, he's he ride the hot hand, especially with goaltending. Yeah. We're still, I guess we're still really not used to having a clear-cut starter and clear-cut backup. We've had the 1A, 1B for so long that... A shortened season didn't, uh, uh, didn't season us for this. We're still not really used to it. We yeah. have seen the one A one B for so long that um, we need to get used to the media being so surprised every day after after practice when it's announced that Jari's the starter. Why are we so surprised by this? Yeah, like yeah, just been awful this year. We're not coming off the back to back, and Jari is. Uh, what, how many shutouts in how many games now? It's really good. Three in the last six. That's pretty good. And only giving up one in, like, the other games? Yep. Dude, yeah. No, you ride that. You don't want to mm. ride him into the ground to the point where he can't do it in the playoffs, but that's where the backup goalie comes in. Needs some and improvements. The difference in this year as well, though, I feel like this year more than other years, you can ride the goaltender a little bit harder, especially a guy like Tristan Jari, who, let's be honest, He's having a great start to the season. He's not going to make Team Canada, I don't think. And that means there's a three-week break there that Tristan Jari can catch his breath if you ride him a little too hard in the first half of the season. That's fair. Yeah. So that might also be a factor as to why he's playing so much more than he that we usually play the starter. It might be a three. It might be a two and some week break because he keeps this up, man. He might be getting a second All Star nod. Yeah, that that that's true. I mean, if you look at the if you look though at the at the Eastern Conference, there's a lot of goaltenders. I mean, Vassy's playing really well. Uh, Florida down there, Bobrovsky's playing well. If you look in uh, in the other division though, okay. Well, looking looking our division alone, I mean, the Washington Capitals, Vanacek and Samsonov are playing extremely well, and then Freddie Anderson and Shesterkin are both ridiculously good. So it would probably be in a in my opinion, probably be in a step in role if one of those guys decides not to go or is injured. Or went to the Olympics and doesn't want to go. True. I don't know how that's all going to work. I don't know if people are going to be able to. I don't know. It's also. I mean, we don't. We still aren't fully sure about all that. But also, I was. I was thinking of Jari because. I mean, it's not that the Penguins have been bad this year. Who else is going to go? Gensel. And that's it. Gensel. Not that Sid's been bad, but like, you expect a little bit more first. Evan Rodriguez. <laughs> You know what? Give it to me. Screw it, right? NHL All-Star Evan Rodriguez. Is it still a fan vote? Uh, I don't know. I I literally I don't pay attention to All-Star games usually because they don't mean anything. Well, this one's in Vegas, and it's supposed to be fun this year, so you might have to this year. Yeah, the last one was not bad. The last one was in 2019? Yeah, but I mean, with it yeah. being on ESPN in Vegas. Oh, no, the last one was in 2020 in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, but yeah, with it being on ESPN in Vegas, things should be a little better. Yeah, I feel like everything's been a little bit better since ESPN took over from NBC and TNT as well. Which, by the way, this game is on TNT on Wednesday. It is. The, the, the game that everybody else has watched. Yes. <laughs> we haven't yet, but you know. How'd that yeah. TNT broadcast look, everyone? Yeah, exactly. Um, So, just quickly, Tristan Jari's numbers right now, 10-4-4 with a 1.85 goals allowed average and a 9.38 save percentage. Uh, There were question marks about, hey, you know, Tristan Jari, this abysmal playoff last year get rid of them. We need somebody else. We need to bring in John Gibson. We need to bring in Andre Vasilevsky, yada, yada, yada. The ridiculousness of some of the comments that were made. Tristan Jari has been, I mean, add on to the fact that he is leading the NHL in goalie time on ice, which stupid me didn't realize that means he's the player in the NHL that has played the most hockey this entire season. Yep. Because goalies obviously are on the ice more than anybody else. Tack on all those overtimes. That's mostly why. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah. those go the full five. Yeah, because we've been in the shootout five times. Yep. So there's an extra 25 minutes right there. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, Tristan Jari, is he safe? Horwat, is he safe in Pittsburgh at this point? Or do you think that he's still in a prove-me year? Do you know how many tweets I've seen that say, Jari's been doing great, now do it in the playoffs? Can we just live and no, enjoy the regular season that we're having right now with this goalie? That's inherently Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he is safe in my mind. Is he safe in the mind of fellow Yinzers? Probably not. Yeah. So I think he should be. I think it in our minds, at least mine and management, yeah, he's pretty safe right now. He's the starting goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. There's not a question about that anymore. Yeah. That's what he, that's what he has done. As of right now, there is no doubt. But it, here's the thing. The goaltending posi- position, as you say, this is your coined term. You should probably get a t-shirt made. Goaltending is voodoo. That's not even my term, but yeah. I know, but you use it more than anybody else I've heard. So, But goaltending is voodoo, so you never know. I mean, in two months' time, we could be like, wow, Tristan Jari has not won a single game since we talked on December 1st about him being safe. We've seen Jari do shit like that. Remember after uh, the All-Star break and after the trade deadline and the year everything got shut down, three-game losing streak in California. Mm Mm-hmm. So he only played in one of those games, though. He only played in one of those. I think he played in at least two. He still played awfully after. Because after December, which was his great month, the Penguins decided to split time and give Matt Murray a little bit more of the starting time to try to get him right. Okay, I mean, he's. I mean, Jari still collected a couple of losses though. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, he was Jari was allowing consistently three goals and then every once in a while four goals, which was way off base from what we saw from him a month earlier that back then. Yeah, it wasn't the California trip, but he was still giving up goals and taking losses. So, yeah, there you have it. Yeah, so uh, there's one last question I want to ask about Tristan Jari. And is this the best Tristan Jari right now that we have ever seen? I think so. It's a little Mm -hmm. more sustaining and looks a little more confident. And it's a little more peace of mind for the fans. Mm -hmm. You have the confidence. Like before when Jari was going on his all-star pace, we were watching and just thinking, cool, it's great. It's Jari, though. He's, I mean, I think we were just also trying to figure out what the hell was going on with Matt Murray. So we were in a different mindset as Penguins fans that we didn't know exactly what we were getting. Now, Jari is here to here playing like this, coming off of what he did in the playoffs. This might be the best Jari we've ever seen, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I think this is uh, not because of anything that we were thinking about Matt Murray. Just I haven't thought about that really at all, other than the fact that we, we're getting tagged and stuff about Matt Murray and Belleville now, which is Not sad. our issue, not our player. Yeah, yeah, not our issue, but it is sad, and I will always respond about Matt Murray because he's a great guy. Um, but, no, I think also because the Penguins' defense was much better back then. I think the way the Penguins' defense is now, they give up, and we saw it on Monday. I mean, he was hung out to dry. And we've never seen Tristan Jari play at the level he played on Monday. We've never seen Tristan Jari play at the level that he played a couple weekends ago. Or even in New York, on Long Island, the way he played that Friday against the Islanders. So I, I think this is the best we've ever seen Tristan Jari play. Now we'll see if he's able to sustain this. Obviously, giving up only one goal or zero goals a game is ridiculous. And you don't expect that to continue. But if he continues to play at the level that he's playing, I mean, even goals saved above average... He's up over 12 goals saved above average now, which last year I believe he finished with like 1.4. So he's playing out of his mind, and his defense isn't necessarily helping out right now. That's why I think this is the best we've ever seen him play. You're right. I forgot. I didn't even think to add defense into that. So, yeah, he's absolutely playing out of his mind, especially when the defense in front of him is not at the top of its game like it should be Mm -hmm. because that's fully healthy. And it's a pretty good defense, honestly, on paper and can have phenomenal games. Yeah. I think a couple of those shutouts for Jari, he wasn't stopping a ton of shots. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've seen this defense this year do things. It just has to maintain that consistency. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will finish off this episode, as we do every Thursday, with our shout-outs and call-outs. We'll be right back. Hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the NHL. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and opportunities once again. Promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. App Horwat, we're doing shout outs and call outs to finish this Thursday episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Who are you shouting out this week? So I don't talk about college football that often. I'm actually really not a fan of college football at all, but it's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun keeping up with pit football this year. For the first time in a long time, they're kind of relevant. Uh, good old, they're what, 15 or 14 ranked in the nation? I don't know. I don't pay attention to college football very much. All right. I thought you'd have have my back here. But, hey, they're ranked top 15 at bare minimum. I can remember that. Um, In the nation right now, they're not going to make college football playoff noise or anything because they've taken two very not good losses. But they've been a good team. They've been a fun team to kind of keep up with this year. Kenny Pickett's going to have a good shot at making the Heisman uh, conversation. He's already in the voting. I just forget how all that works. Again, like I said, I don't talk much college football, but when the local big school is ranked nationally fairly high and they have a quarterback that's possibly up for a Heisman Trophy, hell yeah, this is fun stuff to keep around and enjoy watching. Now, where does Kenny Pickett land in the NFL? Who knows? Same place Nathan Peterman did as a backup 90% of his career than out of the league. As long as he can do more than Tyler Palco did, I think we are all okay. Well, that's not a hard bar to catch. No, I think Kenny Pickett might have a real shot at something one day. I mean, we, it takes – I mean, it's 
if recency bias has taught us anything, it takes some of these young, high high quality rookie quarterbacks just a minute to simmer in the in the uh, NFL. Yeah. Jesus, Trevor Lawrence is getting murdered back there. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to Marcus Mariota? Uh, who else? Joe Burrow's looking good, but it took him a year. He had to sit out a lot of last year. Well, he was he tore his ACL. That's why he sat out. Yeah. <laughs> but still, he's looking better this year. And just uh, mm-hmm. what is, is – is the Steelers AFC North? Is that what we're in? Yes. Is it just a bad division? Uh, this year, not real. I mean, the Bengals' defense is really good. So the Bengals are really good. The Ravens are – I think they're overrated, but they're still pretty decent. The Browns, I mean, it's Baker Mayfield. It's ba- it's the multiple- and the Steelers are shit. Yeah. So it's the multiple pieces of Baker Mayfield for the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Yeah, but the Browns at least, if healthy, have a run game. It's just a matter, of, and they have a pass rush. It's just a matter of the fact that you know Baker Mayfield is broken and thinks he's not. <laughs> is Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland this year? Uh, no, because there's no better, you know, un- unfortunately, there's nobody in the free agent market that they're going to be able to get for him. They could draft Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he's he's better than Kenny Pickett. I'll take a half-broken Baker Mayfield than a, a fully healthy Kenny Pickett any day still. You have no love for Kenny P. <laughs> no, I think Kenny Pickett's all right. I just, I don't know how that's, like, I have no idea how that's going to translate to the NFL. I mean, you're, you're playing at Pitt, and right now, what is a weak ACC conference, like, I don't know how that's going to translate. Right, and you're totally right about that. It's just, um, it is a very fun, and B, he's been getting a lot of legit recognition. So he has, and that's good for him and good for Pitt. Like I, like I said, I don't really pay attention to college football, but I, I have noticed that Kenny Pickett is in the Heisman conversation, and it's not just Yinzers, you know, bleeding heart Yinzers saying, you know, let's let's get Kenny P there. It's actually national attention saying, you know what, he's a he's a dark horse. It's not the bleeding heart Yinzers who didn't go to Pitt, but yes. <laughs> Most of them, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my shout-out, uh, keeping it in the realm of hockey for this one, uh, my shout-out goes to Rope Hints. Uh, I tweeted as I was ta- watching their game, I believe it was last week against the Edmonton Oilers, and he was he was on fire. He had a goal and an assist, playing extremely well, and then he followed that up with a hat trick in Tuesday night against the Carolina Hurricanes, helped the Stars really climb back into the Central Division standings. He has 10 goals on the season. He's a really good blend of size and speed, and he's played extremely well recently. So I'd love to see the Penguins. We're talking about uh, me and you have always been texting and been talking a little bit, starting about uh, Penguins trade targets potentially. And, you know, if the, if the Stars get to a point where they're selling, I don't think they're going to sell Rope Hints. I think that's a pipe dream, but I would love to see the Penguins be able to acquire him in some way, shape, or form. Again, probably a pipe dream, but I absolutely love Rope Hints. He just picked up a hat trick last night, did he not? That's exactly what I said. All right. I yeah. That. I was like, you were talking about last week. I was like, yeah, he did that last week. He had a hat trick last night too, did he? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but also trade talks. Hey, Jake DeBrusque has requested a trade. He has. And uh, we'll probably discuss that on Monday because Horwat, you put out an article. So go check that out if you want to read that. And then we'll probably discuss it on next Monday's episode. Oh, absolutely. We will. So there are some names in there. I'll just leave you at that. There are some names in there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, hey, I don't know if Penguins fans will agree with me, but hey, the trade market is the trade market. Don't always have to. All right, let's let's uh, let's move over to call-outs, Horwat. Who's getting your sour grapes this week? Uh, you know what? Just because I mentioned the Spotify rap thing earlier today, I'm calling out Apple Music. I do not use Apple Music, but I know they do not do this 
yearly wrapped thing. Now, it is not necessary. You don't have to do it. Mm. And it's it's something that I see people take very seriously. Mm-hmm. Me, I just kind of look at it, say, oh, that's cool, and then move on. Yeah. But it's still a fun little thing to know. And Apple Music should do something like that because they have a ton of people using their thing, their product. And it's just fun having these little charts say, hey, here's what you've been listening to this year. Did you know this? And then it's very fun to keep up with. It's what it's in the back of my mind every time I play music on Spotify, honestly. Yeah. It honestly, every time I'm like playing a song, I'm like, have I been playing this song too much? Am I going to be embarrassed by the end of the year? Like when God's Country by Blake Shelton was my number two song this year. <laughs> um, but I do that to myself and I knew that was going to be. Mm-hmm. but that that kind of thing's always in the back of my head whenever i'm like replaying the song over and over i'm like where is this gonna land so your call out is apple music for not having it yeah because it's fun and they have a ton of people using their product and i think that'd be just another way for them to advance their brand yeah yeah i mean unless, not that apple's brand is later. weak yeah what is that unless they're coming up with something later because hmm. Spotify puts it out with like a whole month left in the year and they stop tracking it at like November. They do it weird. So it's not even the whole year, but still, I guess it's good that the Christmas music is not counted in that. Cause that kind of takes over my Spotify for a month, but um, still it's just fun little things like that, that Apple music. I'm shocked. Didn't come up with it first. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's surprising. I'm sure Apple music it's probably like, we don't need to do that. We're Apple. <laughs> buy our phone. Yeah, literally, they were like, they're like, I don't care. You still, you still got to buy the music. <laughs> Wait, Apple currently has my laptop. I should have held on to that. Yeah, you're not getting that back. And when you do, it's going to break down two seconds later. And they're going to be like, okay, pay us another 13 grand to finish it or whatever it is. Yep. But yeah, uh, Also, shout out to Apple for working on my six-year-old laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to finish off the show, I'll give my call out. Yeah, just kidding. I'm in a good mood, so we're doing two shout-outs this week. I'm not calling anybody out. Uh, I'm also going to shout-out King Richard. Absolutely phenomenal film. Absolutely phenomenal film. I I loved it from start to finish. Will Smith, that man deserves a goddamn Oscar for this. He played a role in which, I I don't know, I wasn't too... When I saw the, the, the trailer, I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch it. And Kayla, my fiancé, really wanted to watch it. So we sat down and watched it, and I do not regret it in the least. It was a fantastic movie. Will Smith's performance, like I said, was just like, oh, chef's kiss. Absolutely amazing. He deserves an Oscar. He might actually get an Oscar nomination, possibly award, for his performance here. And then the, the story itself. Um, if you don't know the story of Serena and Venus Williams, definitely watch this. Because it is ridiculous how he, and be he, I mean, their, their father Richard, who Will Smith portrays in this film just kind of new and i don't know how much of this is is accurate from what i'm we're led to believe it, it's at least like 75 percent accurate to what actually happened but the fact that he knew he's like listen i have two of the greatest tennis players in history as my daughters right now somebody just needs them to give them a chance that is uh that's that's crazy so incredible story incredible movie i highly suggest this holiday season if you want to watch a movie i know it's on hbo max so if you're still not comfortable going to the theaters, HBO Max has it. And if you are comfortable going to the theaters, definitely check out King Richard. Yeah, we. It's. Ha, I will say I've seen the previous for it. I have. Uh, I didn't show interest in wanting to see it. Maybe I will now that you said it, because I'm also just not a movie guy. Mm-hmm. But I will say the fact that movies are being put out on 
these streaming services love that. Mm-hmm. It is so much easier and cheaper uh, to just sit on your own couch and watch a movie mm-hmm. and pause when you want to go to the bathroom and not spend $20 for the small thing of popcorn and then another 15 for your medium drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I, I went and got a uh, popcorn. It's like, what, like two bucks for like six bags of popcorn. <laughs> and then just spend a little extra money on the, uh, the, the salt, the movie theater salt. Special salt. Yeah. Special salt. Yeah. Not just any salt, but the special salt. That's What's it little, called? Uh, the butter salt. That's what it is. Our roommate, he, my old roommate, Dave, the one from Long Island, had uh, always had a thing of it. I forget what it's called. He's always call it like what it's actually named for, but I don't remember now. I don't know. It's like butter salt. It's like dry buttered salt, something like that. But it, it's very good, and it's you know it's a lot cheaper than paying eight ninety nine for a medium popcorn. Although the movie theater popcorn, there is always something different about it. Just that little extra kick. It's the old like three day old butter. Yes. That is coming out of this weird disgusting machine that hasn't been cleaned since pre-pandemic <laughs> but it's still uh, so good yeah i i kind of don't miss theaters to be fair i do i've gone a couple times mainly i think i've only gone back to watch marvel movies yeah and even before the pandemic i didn't go that often i think the last movie i saw in theaters was the uh tom hanks one where he was mr rogers so yeah it's a beautiful so, day in the neighborhood yeah it's been a while for me i don't i don't like going to yeah. theaters yeah, the last movie I saw in theaters was Eternals, like two weeks ago. So there you go. So you're the movie guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge movie buff. So, uh, but that's gonna do it for this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We'll be back on Monday with another episode. Hey, listen, you know what? Spotify uh, is sending out that stuff. If we are your number one podcast, so yeah, which, I think we just got a notification about. Yeah, we just got a notification about that. So if we are your number one podcast, screenshot that shit and tag us on Twitter. I love to see it. We love to see it. But uh, that's gonna do it for this one. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend, Pens fans. You can follow us on Twitter at NickHorwat41 and at Nick underscore Berlansky. You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. This podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts from, so please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. You can visit them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet or at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere.